This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle.
what is she? Yeah. So she didn't, you know, she didn't really fully understand. But just the fact that she had questions, then (laughs) I had to have answers and conversations. Right. Right. So, um, so a lot of times, uh, you may (laughs) we brought up this that it then starts the back and forth about parents were saying this is inappropriate for a Disney child. I mean, thanks Disney. You know, I wasn't prepared for this. Mm -hmm. You know. This is tantric as a topic for my child, and it was put out there in a very blatant way. Then there are other parents who are saying, hey, Disney kills off parents in pretty much every movie. There's always that child. Uh, Little Mermaid was a big one that people started started saying, hey, this girl fell in love with this guy so hard that she sold part of her body and um, went off and and ran off with a guy. Parents are eaten in Disney movies? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of traumatizing things that happen there are so i mean now that you have gone through it i want to get your take on um you know did you wish that there was something that was more out there like did a conversation starter that would make it that would make it a little easier or normalize it i guess whether it's if people are saying hey we need to normalize this i mean i the way and and Spoiler alert, I did have to have the conversation. We'll talk about it later. But when I was explaining it to my 8-year-old um, and I told her, you know, this is a bodily function. You're not going to run into a room, you know, at school yelling out that, you know, hey, I just pooped in the bathroom or anything like that. Because, right, you know, this is a bodily function. It should be – you should be able to talk about it. But there is still some education yeah. about it. Yes. Um, but now that you know what the controversy is mm-hmm. and, like, would you be upset or mm-hmm. – if my daughter had not learned yes. and watched this movie, I probably would not have been upset. I, I do think that we were talking about Disney back in the 80s, and mm-hmm. it was uh, – I, as far as my own parenting, I've always been really open. I, I think that every mom and dad should be mm-hmm. thankful at different eating times for, for teenage children, children, certain most circumstances. But with the way it is now – and technology and, you know, iPhones and just everything at his fingertips. And for that matter, just what they hear in school from other kids because it's being open. So, you know, I don't think we have to go into graphic detail at the age of three. Mm-hmm. But I, I did have a conversation pretty early on with my daughter because the other thing, and, and I know this is kind of off subject, is, is girls are getting more curious about Ooh. period. So I didn't want her to be caught off guard at school, mm-hmm. you know, if that happened to her. So I had an open conversation about it, but in a very generous approach. And then we just continued the open conversation of, you know, how did you want to raise your grandchild? And I was, you know, she was probably in the nine-year old range. Did she come to you with a question, or did you have to um, say, hey, I think want to give you a warning? I, I wanted to give her a warning, and I started my And so when I had this kind of candid conversation with her, I had to kind of have this conversation because I don't know now that it's happening more and more often. And she was fine. I first noticed, like I said, three, four years old first, and then as my son moved around, as she became more interested, she said, I've always kind of knew this before we started talking today. I mean, I remember in my generation, Judy Bloom, yes, very popular (laughs) author, 
I go reading Are You There, God? It's from Margaret, and I want to say it was in second or third grade, having no idea what the word it was, and I really had no idea reading that yes. book. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and that was, so I, I think that there, there are always ways to find out, and I, in, in my opinion, um, you can't never go wrong with honesty. I've always mm-hmm. said my kids that honesty, true conversations, you don't have to get into things that are inappropriate, obviously, but that is a natural part being a woman, a girl, I mean, the last thing I wanted was her to be upset. And, and you, the, all of those points, I ended up talking to Dr. Lisa Romero mm-hmm. um, with EcoHealth. She, I asked her with regret, I said, is there a right age? Because, yeah, I, I mean, at a, an eight-year-old in second grade, I had a while before we hit that, like three. Sure. But uh, I'm sure a lot of parents, just like me, are wondering, how long is too long, right? And oh. I think that's a great question. Right. So I asked Dr. Lisa Romero with Metro Health about when is that appropriate time and how do we go about it? And listen to her explanation. So I get this question a lot, actually. And it's not only puberty, but also things related to changes in body, um, things like, you know, um, sexuality, you know, just all along the spectrum of things that aren't always really comfortable conversations to have. And a lot of it goes back to how we were raised ourselves too, you know, um, uh, you know, things play into it like culture, sometimes religion, how you view things, how your own parents talk with you about things. So um, often what I will say is that as a psychologist, I encourage parents to prepare their children to be able to navigate the world, you know, and there are certain things that we hope to be able to protect them from, right? Some things come up like um, maybe war, you know, like what's going on right now in Europe. And and we don't want to have to have those conversations maybe, but they come up. And then, you know, we, we need to, depending on what's going on in the world, have those conversations. Puberty is not one of those. <laughs> Puberty is a predictable part of growing up and every human being experiences puberty. So what I will say is, start to have conversations in a developmentally appropriate way as early as you need to. You know, um, sometimes children will walk into a bathroom and they'll see perhaps some sort of sanitary, you know, female sanitary item. And they may ask a question about it, right? They might be three, four years old. And that seems to some parents really early to have to talk about things. However, especially if it's a little girl, you know, you can use really appropriate language like, oh, that's something that mommy uses. Or if you're a father, that's, you know, like that's something that that your mommy uses when sometimes, um, you know, she has. And honestly, I will use anatomically correct language, you know, so um, sometimes parents will try and, and, and sugarcoat things or use other names for things. And I will encourage parents. And Maureen, are you okay if I use those words? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Please so, do. So, right, like the word vagina, right? Like, you know, um, once you get to a certain age, often around middle school, right, girls will start to have a little bit of blood that drips out of their vagina and they need ways to catch it, right? And this, you know, let's say a sanitary pad. This is one of the ways it's used. You know, sometimes things like tampons can be, you know, introducing that, you know, three, four years old, that might be a little bit scary for a child, right? To think about inserting something into your body, right? But you can certainly, um, you know, you might not tell a child if they come across a tampon. And I will say from personal experience, like friends and stuff that has happened, you know, a child will walk out of the bathroom saying, what is this, (laughs) you know? And so you don't have to say exactly how it's used, but you can certainly say, you know, um, it's kind of like a Band-Aid during, you know, once a month or things like that. And so thinking about how old your child is, Um, you know, and really trying to encourage them. The reason we want anatomically appropriate language is one, thinking about um, protecting our children. 
if we, you know, sometimes we, we know that children who don't understand and use the, the anatomically correct ways, sometimes are a little bit more vulnerable to adults who, who can come in and, you know, um, use those words. We want children to be able to say, you know, somebody asked me about this or, or I heard this about somebody else. So giving them that ability to talk about things in a way that don't feel embarrassing or shaming, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to ask about that because the people, the, um, you know, there, there's been um, comments on social media about this movie and the people who are for it say, you know, Disney has brought up a whole bunch of different t- uh, topics and situations that are scarier. Why is this so taboo? We need to get past the embarrassment of it. And maybe this is what's needed is making it more um making puberty and these these life changes more out in the mainstream. So um, how do we make sure that, because it's still like for our generation, it's still like a, an embarrassing thing you're supposed to hide. So how am I supposed to not make it embarrassing for my child? I guess that, that if you could expand even more on that too, because um, I, I don't want my children to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But, and then how much of it is a private matter? Because it is something that people may want to go through privately. Mm-hmm. So it's this is this whole topic, right, of like sexuality and things that happen typically with developing children, a lot of it is are really uncomfortable conversations to have, right? So one of them is going to be around, um, you know, inappropriate touch and making sure that you're starting those conversations really early, again, with anatomically correct things, right? Another topic that sometimes comes up that's really uncomfortable, um, you know, again, in, in, you know, is masturbation. You know, young children will discover their private parts, you know, really early. So, um, and then, and then getting into things like puberty. And it is, I, I will often encourage parents, we have, you know, Shame was used a lot, I think, when, you know, we were growing up and, and sometimes in certain cultures and things, again, this, this sense of feeling embarrassed or feeling like something's wrong with you when things happen or when you have certain urges. So being able to explain to a child, you know, that um, what's going on, that there's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, or to be embarrassed of, but there are certain limits around things, you know, so um, and understanding in your family what those values might be. So if we can in talk about things and it, it's like puberty right? Puberty happens, it happens to everybody. If we can keep those conversations lighter, if we can keep them factual, if we can keep them and open, because we want our children to be able to come to us when they have questions, not going to their peer, whom, who knows what their peer is hearing, right? And that's going to happen. And around middle school, which is also coincides with coinciding with puberty, children tend to rely on their peers a lot. So if we have started to have those conversations from let's say even six, seven, eight years old, and we've started to lay the foundation that, hey, bodies change. For boys, you know, it might look a little bit different. They don't have to deal with that monthly blood drippage, you know, call it whatever you want, um, you know, but, but they do have to deal with their own kind of things. And it's less public sometimes, you know. Um, then if, you know, and around sometimes, especially if you have mixed, um, you know, gender children, mixed sex children, you know, if you have a little boy who has sisters, you know, um, being able to encourage those conversations and talk about things like periods and, and sanitary items and things in front of, you know, maybe making a grocery list and asking, you know, if mom's going, oh, hey, I need to make sure I'm picking up this just like I pick up bread. It's one of those things where the more normalized, you know, the more normalizing we can do, the better it is for our children, because then they don't, adopt that shame. If we, if we say, Hey, I have to tell you about something, you know, once a month, this is going to happen. And it's a big secret and you don't want anybody to know what's happening. Right. All of a sudden you're thinking, Oh gosh. And also think about, I want you for a second to put on the hat of a 10 year old, let's say, right. Cause periods can happen, you know, around 10, 11, 
12. So imagine you're a 10 year old girl, you're sitting in class, you might feel a little bit something, you know, a little bit of dampness in your underwear, you go to the bathroom, and there's blood. And nobody's to talk to you about the fact that that might happen. Can you imagine how terrifying that is, you know, to think something might be wrong. So having starting to have those conversations to make things predictable and being able to say, you know, in addition to some of that, you know, drippage where, hey, we have lots of things that can help you. Um, and gosh, worry, like the things they have now, like the things underwear, they even have yes. pants that can protect, you know, I mean, so many cool things where you don't have to worry about wearing white once a month, you know, um, yeah. because of the accidents that happen. Yeah. Um, what about for, so I, I, I have all girls. Um, and like I said, my oldest is eight. And until recently until she sat down and watched this movie like she still doesn't you know I, I was kind of feeling it out and um she knows that she's not understanding something and I have to be honest when she asked me well what are they talking about I just um I forget how I answered it but I sidestepped the situation mm-hmm. and I didn't know if I should we were in the middle of the movie um but I know at that age not a lot of parents have gotten especially if it's an oldest they haven't gotten a lot of questions so at age eight or nine, if we haven't gotten the questions yet, do we, as parents, go to them and say, hey, let's have a talk? Or do we wait until, is there a certain age you, you go and do that if you haven't gotten a question yet? Or, or does it, is it something that comes up naturally? What do you recommend? You know, if you're, let's say, so your daughter's the oldest, she's eight, you know, nine, she's probably not around a lot of peers who have had their period yet. You know, she's still on the younger side, but now in the next year or two, she may even have a close friend that gets a period and is going to want to be talking about it. So what I would say is, um, as comfortable as you are, so two things. One, there's never a missed opportunity in a sense that even if a child comes to you and they ask a question that you don't feel prepared to answer, which happens a lot, right? (laughs) Let's be honest, how many of us are like, wow, I don't know how to answer that. You can always say, that's a really good question. And I definitely want to talk to you about it. And, you know, right now I need to, you know, do this or I need to think about something, you know, you can always circle back to conversations. And just like with sexuality and, you know, protecting our children from, you know, um, inappropriate touch, puberty, ongoing conversations, right? They should be ongoing conversations. And so, you know, you may have one conversation when they're five about that pad or tampon that they saw, and then you can come back to it when they're eight and say, remember when you saw that and you asked me that question, this is actually what that's for. Um, And as they start to get closer to that age, you can expand a little bit more, you know, um, around that age, some parents are still not really um, comfortable talking about like what periods are and what periods mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things um, about, you know, but, but you can have language around, you know, once a girl has a period that starts to mean that she's getting ready to be able to become a mother one day, you know, and so being able to have that language. So getting back to your original question, I don't think there's a magical age. And I do think that there are lots of really great resources that if you're not comfortable sitting down and having the birds and the bees talk or saying, okay, this is the period talk. You know, there are a couple books. Like I really like the American Girl series. Um, I don't know if you've seen, seen that series. I think the um, the girl's guide to, oh gosh, and now I'm butchering it. You know, I'm sure we can <laughs> But, um, you know, there's, it, and it's not only about periods, it's about uh-huh. taking care of yourself. It's about why brushing your hair, brushing your teeth is important. There's also a chapter on puberty and it goes through and talking about, right? It's not only bleeding, it's your body that's changing. You know, certain things, parts are getting bigger. Certain things are going to grow, you know, hair. Right. And that, again, put on that nine, 10-year-old hat um, because 
puberty starts to happen before the period. You know, the period is not the magical switch that all of a sudden it happens and then the body changes. You know, you can have breast buds starting a year or two before, you know, often that will start a year or two before. And so, you know, and they don't, they're, they're not always growing at the same pace. So all of a sudden your child's looking in the mirror and around that age, you may not be, you, probably shouldn't be bathing them anymore, not should, but you know, you, you know, may not be really seeing their bodies in the way that they are. So the more you provide a safe, open context for them to ask questions, for you to be able to talk about things in a way that shows kids pick up on if you are a person that is okay talking about uncomfortable topics, you know, yeah. and certainly, especially as they get older, as your daughter starts to get into middle school, you can be honest and say, I didn't talk about this when I was growing up, so I don't necessarily know like how, how to have this conversation, but I really want to be able to talk with you about it, and I want to answer your questions, so come to me, and we'll kind of fumble along, you know. You can be open and genuine with your children about that.
she's been a, a most again annoying child in the sense that she's she's not a handle and all of this and that but but i i even refer to her as a girl and i wish there was a girl i would go to probably more information than i can give her but what i did was i approached her subject and said i know that there was something in this movie that you didn't understand and any time that you can use your body changes at a certain point to say no the character in the movie is 13 that's about when it could have happened and she said you know it could happen anywhere and um so you're gonna notice the changes i've referred to the book that she went through three to changes and had 13 and after a couple of years um you can read it you can keep it i said keep it to yourself if you can in two years maybe we'll lose your sister one but like (laughs) here it is if you have questions you can go to my friend about it you can come talk to me but i did want her to come to me and say um what did this show you in the inner ring about this i really hope you understand that like i don't want you to feel like you have to understand it it's not true and you i think that's what we all feel yeah and it's not to say that her friends aren't these wonderful young ladies it's just that it's a mother-daughter thing it's a father-daughter thing but it's something that is sacred to our friendship is being able to bring you on here and bring you and you to me and and the way that she put it too made me think um lisa the way she talks about it is once they hear it from their friends of course they're going to start questioning it like it and and it made me think oh my gosh the she's my daughter will realize that there was something i didn't tell her about and i wasn't hiding it from her so i probably if she had a question would i answer but she knows her friend would and that is another dynamic that then you you know it's it's you against Mm -hmm. the friend that you have right and i'm like oh my gosh no i've got to take this in bed and and start this talk i also like how she doesn't make up words it's kind of this (laughs) real thing because i think that that's easy for all of us to do yeah you know to read and go oh my gosh i can't make up words oh that's right it's like a riddle yeah (laughs) i had (laughs) we had a we went a long time without having a puzzle piece yet where i had was like i don't know and then like there's the answer and i have to find it you know and it was a not your fault sorry that was just in case we were (laughs) we're quick friends you know i like my bathing suit you know is covering up my belly button so my (laughs) friends are like what are you talking about you know so it is it's awkward it's an awkward conversation to have and i still think of her as a baby and i think and so you think of yours as i do and i I don't know that that'll ever change and i think (laughs) i can probably think of us as babies but yeah it's just one of those things in life it's not easy but once you have those conversations you realize how much you're empowering each other you know well disney uh thank you (laughs) thank you you brought it up for us um but i hope this helps you as a parent maybe you're going through the same thing or wondering do i let my kids watch this movie what age is appropriate um so hopefully this helps maybe answer some of your questions because i know i have a lot of like oh shoot what do i do (laughs) right well i'm even thinking i mean i'll throw this one out there that this movie is my son watching it yes you know because boys have a very different perspective and that's how they see it right so as a mom of a boy and a girl i mean it's just a different world because it wouldn't probably hurt to at the appropriate time for him to have seen it maybe Oh, I'm sure he's heard it. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think we focus on the sex, right? And we don't go into, and you know what? 
you know, he talked a little bit in this particular video that I was alluding to. He talked about because I said, well, I was kind of in one <laughs> I'm in one mode at my house with three girls. Like I and for me, it's easier because it's like, well, I don't do that, but I remember. Yep. And so that's when we started talking about dads that we were able to kind of connect on that level and saying, I'm here for you. I can also support you. And then he did talk about mom having sons that she could reach out to. So that's been kind of cool. But hard, hard. And hard. But yeah. then again, there are some resources that you can reach out to and find out what's going on. Like I'm asking an open conversation with kids that they know they can come to you for. You know, it's kind of been that. I think having that open line is so critical, especially if it's if and if it and if maybe, you know, there are other opportunities to reach out that you even wouldn't have the time or opportunity to do that. We just okay. talked about the awkward. The awkward's out. <laughs> it is. I am not afraid to talk about periods. <laughs> right. Right. And like I said in the beginning, I say this to my daughter. This is a bathroom situation. It's a bathroom conversation. Etiquette involved. There is etiquette. You don't have to be embarrassed, but you don't have to run into a classroom and, and announce anything that you don't feel comfortable with. I think it's a really good conversation starter. I mean, I don't okay. know. I'm sweating a little bit, but <laughs> I think we all do. I know. Yeah, I know. It's part of just being we continue to grow up we'll too. normalize it yes all right well thanks to all of you for joining us here on the mom squad pod we'll see you right back here next time thanks for listening to mom squad pod with maureen kyle from wkyc studios subscribe now so you never miss an update and find more on everything you heard here on wkyc.com and on the wkyc app